When we cross borders, we cross identity, class, and break and reform social connections and restrictions. Traversing the Midwest to Mesoamerica and from Miami to Multnomah were two multicultural Latinx women who found each other while navigating through a sea of white in the Pacific Northwest. We seek to illuminate the often hidden intersections of immigration with different stories and Richard Athias, breaking the homogeneity by amplifying voices that often get drowned out in this wet city. I'm Nellie. I'm Amy. And we're coming to you from Portland with our podcast, Different Talles. Today on Different Talles, we have Tina uh, for our interview. I'm very excited about this. I've been looking forward to it for a while while she's been uh, finishing up uh, architecture school. She uh, identifies as Persian Iranian and immigrant American. Um, Hey, Tina. Hi. Yeah, congratulations on finishing your thesis. Thank you. I know those were very rough (laughs) rough few months there. It was an interesting (laughs) year working on that. Yeah. (laughs) But it was fun, and it's now done. Yeah. Well, thanks again for agreeing to do this interview. Oh, yeah. I've been really excited about it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I feel like we finally found that window of time of your recovery from school <laughs> where you can feel like... Recovery time yeah, is yeah. very important. <laughs> Post-breakdown of finishing. Where I can actually like, sit down <laughs> and talk and not constantly be nervous about what I'm doing with my time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, we usually like to start off with kind of where you're from. So mm-hmm. I know you were born in Tehran and then you've been in the U.S. for 13 years, um, yes. Portland 6, so... Yeah, uh, I guess if you want to start, I know you're from Orange County, so um, if you want to kind of explain your journey from Tehran to Orange County, and I know you went back as well, so you can include that in Multiple journeys. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of movement. (laughs) So, um, so I'm from Tehran, born in Tehran. Um, My parents applied for a green card when I was, I think, like two years old, and um, we applied, we went through... um, my uncle and that took like about 13 years to get it and by by the time we got it I was in eighth grade Mm -hmm. so we came here you know you have to you have to visit get your green card do all that and then we went back and um, uh, my brother at that time was um, turning 21 and at 21 it's mandatory um, military service so my parents were like all right we got to get out because we don't want the you to do the uh, military service. So my ninth grade, um, I did my ninth grade here in the U.S. And um, at the end of it, my parents we left my brother here and my parents took me back to Iran, which I'm really grateful for because at that time, I really didn't want to go back. I was like, this is my home now. This is like, I have friends. I don't want to go back. I'm in high school. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, if you stay here, you're going to just become an American. You're going to completely lose touch with your roots. And they were correct. That would have happened probably. So I went back, um, finished my high school in Iran, um, and we moved back here when I was 17 for me to go to college. And um, yeah, that's that's that part of the story. So that was just like, you know, a little bit of figuring out what we're doing with our lives, how my brother is going to get situated. And then in 2004, when I moved here, we moved to Orange County because, you know, immigrants what you do you go where your family is yeah and <laughs> it wasn't my choice <laughs> I would not have moved to Orange County if it was up to me <laughs> but um we moved to Orange County um and um I started community college there and um, I started studying biology first because mm-hmm. again when you move and do make do this kind of a um, transition you typically it's like you either become a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer the 
highest um, educational level you can possibly achieve. So um, I wanted to be a doctor because that was cool and that would have justified moving here. So I did biology for a bit and then I realized I don't want to be a doctor. I was like, all right, I'll be a vet. I don't want to I don't want to give up on all, all the biology that I've studied. So I worked at a pet clinic for like six years and then decided that I don't like that. I can't do that for the rest <laughs> of my life. And at that point, I was like, all right, just go into architecture because I've always wanted to do that. And my dad is an architect. And um, I like my first initial thing with um, not wanting to do architecture to begin with was just like, you know, I've seen how hard my dad works. And when I was a kid, I was a, you know, I was seven, eight, my dad had just started his own firm and mm -hmm. I didn't really get to see him much. So I was like, I'm never going to be an architect. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know how that went. <laughs> so I started architecture and um, I we moved to Portland in 2011, okay. 2011, March 2011. Um, for me to go to PSU and get my architecture degree. Nice. In a nutshell, that's... How that's did your dad feel about you eventually going to architecture? Oh, he was so excited. Okay. <laughs> so excited. It's awesome. <laughs> we now have conversations that we couldn't have before. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. No, it's great. Can you... Um, do you feel like there you had different experiences? Like, because you went to Orange County twice, technically, like yeah. for high school and then mm -hmm. went back and then came back as an adult was there yeah. like vast differences and like what you what you went through because it seems like if you were in high school and you were liking it mm -hmm. you weren't w was your transition going well like you felt like you had lots of friends and in high school yeah yeah mm -hmm. in high school it was um it was a lot easier yeah and we were in Laguna Hills which mm -hmm. um doesn't have a at that time didn't have a big Iranian community and so um it was this is this is one of those things that um, I kind of have a different experience with um, my original community a little bit. I do better typically when there's not a lot of um, Iranians around me. Um, mm. I'll get into that more later. But at that time, my ninth grade, there was like, you know, there were two Persian girls in my class and we were best friends and there was nobody else to like for us to try to be Persian with. So we really like had a, this close knit circle between mm -hmm. the three of us mm -hmm. and um that i really loved it and i'm still friends with them and yeah. they all still mm -hmm. live in orange county which i don't understand but <laughs> <laughs> like why <laughs> like, you can go anywhere now <laughs> yeah. but then when we moved back again um it was different because you know in high school you go to school all day long and then you come home and just like hang out with your two friends there's no like it's just easier Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, um, actually going to community college and interacting with the larger society was kind of difficult. And Orange County is, um, is very conservative and um, uh, my, my microaggression mm -hmm. everywhere all the time. It's very Republican. Um, and so that was difficult. And um, I think what I had the hardest time with was really the Iranian community. Mm. Um, you know, what happens, like imagine as, you know, if you're an American, you go to a different country, would you just immediately um, be friends with any American there? No, it's like yeah. people are different. You come from different backgrounds, but mm -hmm. what happens there, and it, this is kind of specific to Southern California too. I know in Iranian communities in like Vancouver, Toronto, DC, 
New York is not as heavy as it is in Orange County. Mm -hmm. And I think that's in part has to do with the fact that it's a suburb. And um, you can't, like, you don't interact people on the street level. You just, like, you know where where people are, and you just go from point A to point B, and you see the same people all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, what I felt like was happening to me is that I was, I felt like I was losing the integrity of my own, um, my own Persian culture, like, the background where I come from. Mm -hmm. Because people just, you know, like, try to find a common ground and create this immigrant culture that I couldn't identify with, Mm -hmm. you know? um, That was difficult for me. And... um, So, like, the dominant narratives were not your narrative, was not something you would identify with? Right, no, it wasn't. And, like, you know, I grew up, like, reading poetry and doing, like, doing things that a lot of other people weren't into. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, let's just go party and listen to all, like... Let's go dancing all the time. Like, I love going dancing, but that's not all I want to do, you know? Yeah. I want to, like, read a book, and I want to talk about it with people, and I want to, yeah. like, sit down and be, eat dinner and, like, watch a movie, not just hmm. not just get in my car, go to this club and that club, and, you know. So just, between you yeah, being know. there, like, your freshman year of high school and then the time when you came back, had the Iranian community grown yes. in those couple of years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It has mm. a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, now there's like in Laguna Hills High School, they have, I believe, um, a Persian ESL class. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is just like for mm. Persian immigrants. Yeah. Iranian immigrants. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, to kind of. My heart uh, is kind of falling. Oh. Thinking about it, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Am I talking about this right? Am yeah. I going to get all out? <laughs> No, that's that's something that we've talked about a lot is that, yeah, when you um, are into more, like, niche things, like punk or, you know. Yeah, it changes your own experience with a culture you felt that you identified with. Like, you know, it's like another setback I think it's just one of those things that you never yeah I think we're all complex people and you never fully identify with like every single aspect of one particular facet that's that's exactly it and I wasn't willing to give up on those into that yeah identify with these people who speak my language you know so your own you have to do like your own personal self-discovery that's you know individual to you um so how did that or I guess maybe they don't compare, but what was the experience of leaving the U.S. in ninth grade and then going to Tehran? Did you have, like, was it pretty easy to kind of, like, just go back to, or did you feel, like, find yourself having, like, a, like a separation? Like a reverse back? culture shock? Yeah. I mean... I know you were pretty young, so... Yeah, maybe a little. Mm-hmm. But then when I... I mean, I was still friends with my friends you know, people I went to junior high with. And so it was, I don't think it was much of it. I don't really remember that. I remember not wanting to go back. And that's how I got a dog. <laughs> you yeah. I could go back and my parents were taking me back. I was like, if you're going to take me back, you're going to get me a dog. Like, this is, this is a condition. <laughs> and so, you know, I was pretty happy about that. Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't much. And also there's, I was like the cool kid because of it too, because mm. you know oh, I had been, yeah because I had lived America. in America, yeah. so you know yeah that, that, <laughs> yeah I uh, felt the opposite that. of like, that yeah. <laughs> when I really? I mean I was pretty young when I moved to Colombia as an American, but it, I I felt like it was such a setback mm. in fitting in. So I'm glad, but I think I was just it's because I was younger. Yeah, maybe if I was older, it would have been cooler. 
Mm-hmm. Although as I got yeah. older, I got a little bit cool, I guess. I, was <laughs> I don't know. But I didn't feel cool because of it. I felt more left out, if anything. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, was, so, I liked it. <laughs> um, so you came to Portland then about six years ago, and that was for school? Yeah. PSU. I had never been to Portland before we moved here. It was like packed up the car. I'm like, all right, we're going to Portland now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> And what um, what attracted you to Portland? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just like <laughs> I just liked that it was a city. I you know I researched a little bit and going from like Orange County and LA, it was like it's a city. There's like there's buses that go everywhere, <laughs> and there's a max. There's like a train. It, it was like oh my god, I need that. I need that so bad. <laughs> And there's, like, a downtown, and there's a river. Holy shit. <laughs> and, um, it, I mean, Portland culture was pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. But um, we just wanted to get out of Southern California. And you were married before you came, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we moved here. <laughs> okay. Uh what about, did you, like, start school as soon as you moved here? Was I did. Is that pretty, okay. Yeah. We moved, like, a week before I started school. Mm. Okay. And how was uh, that transition? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. What part of Portland <laughs> did you live in when you first moved here? Uh, we lived in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, so 43rd and Sandy. Like, right on 43rd and Sandy. Okay. Yeah, we lived there for a few years. We've lived all over the city. We've moved, like, I think five times in Portland. Yeah. And um, I know like what's been interesting and one of the reasons I was like very excited to to talk to you about this is because you have a pretty positive relationship with Portland, especially like compared to other POCs I've talked to. Like they've always had this period of, like even they've been here for a long time, they have this period of getting really frustrated here and not really seeing it. But I feel like you have a pretty positive experience. Um, So is that still like... Has that just been since the beginning? Is that continuing? No. No, I hated Portland for like a year and a half. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> was that really at first like or it. in was the middle? Was it in the middle? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the beginning was great. We moved in March, so it was yeah. like spring and summer. So it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so that was great. Um, but then as soon as the rain started, it took me about, I was like, okay, this is a thing. It's going to rain for like <laughs> nine months out of the year. And um, now I love it. Now I've grown to really love the rain. But um, but it, I don't, yeah, I didn't like Portland. <laughs> it was the rain. It was like not having a lot of friends here, not having a community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> uh, what about how, like, how have you then, de- how did you develop your community? Like how long did that take you? And- uh, Burning Man has really helped us. I mean, you guys hear me talk about Burning Man a lot because yeah. it's a big part of my identity and who I yeah. am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our friends are, we know them through Burning Man. Oh, wow. And um, after we moved here, a couple of our friends have like... Some... Had you been going before you moved here? Yeah. Too? Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I started going to Burning Man in 2008. Okay. Um, so... Our friends moved to Portland after we moved here. Like three, four of our friends have moved here, mm-hmm. um, and we've slowly developed that um, that community for ourselves um, yeah. with our Burning Man friends. So that's really strong. That's our family. Yeah. So we now feel like we have a family in Portland, who you know are always there for us. We're always there for them. It's mm-hmm. you know, it feels good, um, and also architecture. That's that's given me a lot too in Portland. Um, 
growing into that and becoming the process of becoming an architect. Yeah. Um, I'm not licensed, so I'm not allowed to call myself an architect. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> but you did graduate. I mean, that's such a yeah. feat in itself. Yeah. So. Um, so that has helped. And in general, like, porn culture, we, um, we realize how easy it is to make friends in Portland. And um, just people are always willing to talk to you. We were always like, if you go to a restaurant, like the person sitting next to you will have a conversation with you if you start talking to them. And that's not something you get in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, like your neighbors are, like pay attention to you and your life. Like mm-hmm. just know, knowing the people who are immediately around you and surrounding you, it's an experience mm-hmm. that I haven't had yeah. since I moved to the US. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another thing that I Is love that about closer Poland. to how things were, how you remembered them in yeah. too? Okay. Yeah. Like in Tehran, like everybody knows each other. Even if you don't know them, like you will know them. Like you know, you know of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, like your neighbors. You know who your neighbors are. You know what they're doing and what they're up to when they mm. go out of town, when they come back. Like just these details of everyday life that you need to share with someone. Yeah. And um, someone who's not just like your partner or just your friends. For sure. Um. So. Yeah, that's something that we got in Portland, and we never had that before. And, um, yeah. <laughs> How, are your, oh. sorry, are your parents still in Southern California? Or? No, they're in Iran. Oh, okay. Yeah, my okay. parents, my brother moved back to Iran. Oh, wow. Yeah, so my whole family is in Iran. Okay. Sucks. <laughs> that part of it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're going in in a few months. You said you're going in back in October. Yeah. Um, do September. you? Oh, okay, awesome. Had, do you go back and forth? Like, do you visit Iran a lot? No, not? not a whole lot. Last time I was there was three years ago. Okay. And just for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not as much as I'd like to. How's the experience been going back? Is it still oh my pretty God. easy for you to? It's like, easy feel to go back. And, yeah. No, yeah. that's it's fine. Yeah. Because I have I have dual citizenship, so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need to worry about anything. But what's really weird about going back is, you know, I'm, I'm Persian, mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm Persian and I'm Iranian and I speak Farsi fluently. Like I don't have an accent when I speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I shouldn't stand out when I go back. But when I go back there, I'm always people always know that I'm not from there, wow. and they make that like they make that known to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've asked them like, how did you know? And they're like, it's just the way you carry yourself. I'm like, and I don't, you can't, you don't even think about it. So that's really weird. It's, it's, um, you know, I don't quite belong there. I don't quite belong here. You know, you get called out both places. And that Mm -hmm. is, um, yeah. And that's when I realized that I am an American, American. I'm not just Iranian anymore. Yeah. And I'm not even Iranian American. It's, um, I just carry that immigrant experience so much with me. Yeah. That, um. So do you do you feel like that the the term when you say like immigrant American is are you saying because like the um, citizenship is American like is it identified with that or just like just feeling like you've like like you identify with the immigrant experience yeah so that's it that's what it is Um, I used to call myself Iranian American Mm -hmm. and sometimes that slips too I say I'm Iranian American just so like you know if somebody asks me Mm -hmm. insists on asking (laughs) just Iranian American just let it go Um, but I recently started calling myself immigrant American because um, 
I've realized that um, my being an American, the Iranian part of it isn't really, really embedded into me being an American. When I'm with my American friends, I'm an American, but I'm still an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm just, not that I'm an Iranian, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to explain it. I haven't really figured out exactly how I feel about it. But, um, you know, it's like I get called out for being an immigrant, not being an Iranian. Mm-hmm. So More so. Right. Yeah. Like when you say that you're Iranian-American, do you feel like people assume like, oh, her family is from there, but she was born here? Or is it easier to express by saying I'm immigrant-American? Um, it's not easier to express by saying I'm American-American because there's a lot of questions that yeah. come after it. Yeah, sure. So I don't usually say that to people that I don't want them asking me more questions. Okay. <laughs> I just like, yeah. leave yeah. that out. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely, yeah, we had this conversation last night about when, um, people try to, like, pinpoint you geographically, uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. or, I th- and oh it's a God. way to do it where it kind of, like, makes you feel a little bit unsafe because they, like, it's almost like they know the truth that you're not... American born and they want to know exactly and it's mm-hmm. really invasive and even if you are American born it, like if yeah. you're born here you mm-hmm. still like if you look a little different yeah people are always kind of trying to where are you really from out. no really like where are you really really from <laughs> so, like where were you born <laughs> so like where are your parents born where are the receipts oh, I hate it so much <laughs> and like it makes me angry like, yeah why, as a why do you care yeah <laughs> Or another one is like when I, I wear this headscarf, I'm wearing a headscarf. Um, <laughs> it's just to wrap my hair. Yeah. Um, I do this often when I have a bad hair day, and um, when I do that, I make sure not to like I make sure to like expose my arms. So people just don't immediately assume <laughs> you have that like, it's, like an American offside. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, don't ask me if this is like a hijab or something. Just don't oh ask me questions. Oh, and people still ask, like, what is that called? I'm like, it's called a bad hair day. Yeah. That's what it's called. That's so frustrating. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's like doing, mo- like, you know, it's like those reflexes you have to do to kind of avoid. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's. To you, it's when you explain it, it's insane. But to you, it's like this natural thing. It's this yeah. natural defense. So that to think of that when you're that you have to put that much thought into just like oh, totally. covering up bad hair. Mm-hmm. That's very upsetting. Yep. What I love the most is in the winter. Oh my god! So in the winter, um, I when it's really cold out and I'm going for a smoke, I wear my scarf scarf on my head, and I know how to wear a scarf. Like I've worn a scarf like actually covering my hair um, for years in Iran. So I wear it properly. I don't just like toss it on my head, and then like I'm standing outside with that and smoking a cigarette, and people always have to take a double look because they're like, "Oh my, what is that? A Muslim girl smoking? We've never seen that before." Like oh seriously, God. people are, like taking that double look. It's I like that. Uh, I kind of like that. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> Readjust. <laughs> Readjust your ideas of who people are. That's yeah. good for you. <laughs> One of my coworkers, when she first started uh, wearing hijab, when she was like in middle. school, school she was also going through this like you know sort of rebellious phase Mm -hmm. and so she would like pierce her hijab like she put like a little like hoop on it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and she just try to like mix it up yeah she's in america so Uh she's like also navigating that yeah you kind of have to represent yourself too yeah Yeah. (laughs) because people make so much judgments of who you are based on how you look that you know sometimes have to embed that in there to be like look i'm not just this yeah yeah you know (laughs) like yeah it's not i mean yeah it's definitely it's kind of 
letting them know it's not one thing, like your assumptions don't right. aren't, aren't the final answer yeah. to, you know, for you to understand like combating those microaggressions. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So we're back after a little break discussing Colombian food, Iranian food, <laughs> yes, all the good things in life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so since you are a little different from our previous guest in that you really enjoy Portland, we wanted to, <laughs> well, like thoroughly. Uh-huh. Um, I think some of our previous guests, you know, and ourselves, we've kind of have been in a constant struggle of there are certain things we really love about the city and then mm-hmm. there are things that we feel are more difficult or challenging and um, I guess since you've been here a while we're curious like what what are the things that you really love that are different from your previous experiences in America um I there's a lot of things I mean I can like probably list a few the several things that I love about Portland that I don't get anywhere else one is the city fabric itself um, it's density, the fact that there's public transit and um, the bike lanes, like if that creates a certain culture in a city that, um, you know, you don't have in Southern California or the Bay Area or even Seattle. Um, the fact that Portland, um, they fight sprawl and we have a metro boundary. Mm-hmm. That, I, that, that also changes how people think about their city and their relationship with it. Um, Were those things that drew you to Portland as a place where you wanted to study? I mean, a lot of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, public transit. That was huge. (laughs) That was so big for me. Oh, my God. I was so happy. I was like, we're going to a place where we don't have to drive everywhere. (laughs) How crazy is that? Yeah, Yeah. and that can be really isolating when you are, especially an immigrant in a new place. Yeah, And you have to drive. Uh Like, that is an instant isolating factor exactly yeah. um you just like you exist alone in a city if you yeah. don't have that interaction with other people on the, like on the bus like people clipping their nails on the bus <laughs> it's gross <laughs> it's gross but it kind of warms my heart a little bit too at the same time i'm like oh <laughs> happens a lot i, <laughs> I have seen really it a few feel. times oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. I've, I'm glad I drank. I had like a party bus the other day. It was like people sharing 40s. Oh, I really loved because they, they turn the lights off on the buses here at night, which is yeah. not something that they did in and Chicago. Have that, like, and, uh, yeah, the, it's like the rave lights. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> For sure. Totally. <laughs> but I love that. I love the public spaces in Portland. I love that Portland does this thing. Um, you know, people taking over spaces. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have in Iran, like in Tehran, you have like you have your parks that are yours, that you made it a park with your community or your people, but it wasn't a park before that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. identifying spaces in the city and calling it yours. Mm-hmm. And Portland allows it. Both the people do it and the city allows it too. And the city supports it to a certain degree. Um, it's not perfect, obviously, mm-hmm. but there are examples of it. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, I I like that people are friendly here. 
people talk to each other. You know, you go to a bar and you like you can easily make friends at a bar. And that, that was a culture shock in Portland. Like we've been to a bar when we first moved here and like we just talked to people and they became friends with us and we're like, what is this? <laughs> How, what? <laughs> you, just, you can talk to other people? It's yeah. not weird if you do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel like I have somewhat opposite views about that sometimes. <laughs> where I'm like, I don't it's a lot of talk right now. Yeah. It depends on what neighborhood you live in. We lived in Hollywood, which was, you know, Hollywood is just nice. Everybody's kind and everybody's lived there for a long time. You know, it's mostly homeowners. So there's that investment in their neighborhood and their neighbors. So they Mm -hmm. care. Um, What else do I love about Portland? I love the nature that is close. Um, The hikes. I love Forest Park. That you can just, like, drive 10 minutes and go on a little hike and just, you know, be out of the city. But you can still hear the city, but you're surrounded by trees. Um, There's there's a lot of things I love about the city. And then there's things that I don't like either. I can't think of them right now, but I know I've thought of things I don't like before. (laughs) (laughs) What about as far, because I know when we were talking the other day, you know, obviously the numbers aren't anywhere near of like other uh, Iranian or Persian Iranian immigrants in Portland as there are in um, Southern California Mm -hmm. but you have been trying to kind of look for not look for but you know just keep open to a community like that here has that experience changed at all like have you been able to find like um, any other people intersect with that or is it still the same yeah I don't know any Iranians in Portland oh wow which is kind of sad yeah. Um, but you know, I've just I just finished school and I pretty much spent my entire time That's at true. school. Mm-hmm. So to be fair, I also haven't explored a whole lot trying to look for the Iranian community. Yeah. But I also have had have, you know, we talked about this, my um experience in Orange County of kind of being put off by the Iranian community too. So mm-hmm. there's like a few things in there, but like every time I meet an Iranian, I get really excited. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, we can speak Farsi. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like f- like to, uh, walking on the street and speaking Farsi with your friend and knowing that nobody can understand you. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I miss that. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Like there was when I first moved here, I was still like having these moments where if like I, w- I went to, like, this uh, immigrant stories panel, and um, one of the people speaking, like, was reading in Spanish, and I got teary-eyed just because, mm-hmm. like, it'd been so long, I felt, since I was, like, in a space where just, like, I was comfortable here. You know, like, there was, I wasn't worried about, like, any other repercussions, and it was just beautiful to just hear her express herself in, in that yeah. language, so I can't even imagine, like, not hearing it. Or not being able to practice it. Other, like, obviously, you talk to your family yeah. and, and that. But just, like, a natural conversation right. in a space like this can be so meaningful. Yeah. Um, I do miss that. However, I just remembered something I wanted to mention. And said, um, with this, with not having an Iranian community near me, um, it has forced me to kind of reach back into my own, like, into the Iranian culture and try mm-hmm. to um, give that more strength. And that has been a positive outcome of it, which I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have done as much had I had this everyday access to other Iranians. Mm-hmm. Maybe I probably yeah. wouldn't have needed it, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But um, I, I listen to more Iranian music now. I watch more Iranian movies and I, um, I read more Iran- like, uh, in Farsi, which I didn't for a long time. Yeah. 
which was also a period that I was trying to learn English. So I was like, we're going to put Farsi <laughs> aside. I'm just going to focus on English now. Yeah. But um, so that's that has been a bit of a p- positive outcome from yeah. that. But what it also has done is that it's made me kind of like divide up my two identities. I like I have this dual identity that I'm recently realizing, you know, when I said I identify as immigrant American, that's yeah. what's happened. Yeah. You know, I'm like I'm either Persian or I'm this immigrant American. Okay. And um, this dual identity um, has been kind of like, it's been giving me a hard time recently because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I mean, it's not all bad, but... You know, it's a it's a conflict. It's an yeah. internal conflict that I still am not sure how I'm gonna deal with it, yeah. and that's why I'm going to Iran this summer to try to reconcile that. And how long are you going for? Two months. Oh wow! Is that the longest you've gone in a while? Or yeah, okay, it is. Yeah, I want to go and just be there long enough where I can just feel like I'm at home. Yeah, like not feel like so, a visitor. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna travel while you're there, or I want to. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how I'm gonna make that work okay. um, because I really want to travel by myself. Okay. I wanna, and you know, the experience of like people calling me out for being like, you know, not from there. Yeah. That's something that I, I really want to like travel by myself and kind of deal with that yeah. and figure yeah. out where like where it is that people call me out as like not being from Iran because I am from fucking Iran yeah. and like you know I dress like everybody else when I'm there and I talk like everybody else when I'm there but it's like why am I different to you yeah. you know yeah um but that's challenging traveling alone as a woman in Iran yeah so I definitely I, I mean that out. I would love to talk to you again when you get back about this yeah that would be great yeah, like that be hearing that experience so hopefully yeah, yeah it'll be, interesting. be available for that <laughs> it'll be interesting yeah I'm excited about that trip. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be hard. Yeah, that's exciting. A lot of times. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So Microaggressions everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere you go. <laughs> so uh, as far uh, other than this trip, um, is your future in Portland, you feel, for right now? We think so. I mean, yeah. obviously, you don't know what future... Yeah. Has in store for you, but yeah. um, this is our home. Yeah. I have no interest in really, like, wa- I don't I don't, I don't want to again. go live, like, move myself to another city again. Yeah. Um, we might have to do a stint, you know, yeah. maybe in California for a bit for yeah. my husband's work. Yeah. But we don't even know if that's going to happen. Okay. So, but ultimately, yeah, Portland. Like, if we have kids, I want to raise my kids in this city. Because oh, wow. kids still play on the street here. Yeah. They don't do it everywhere. <laughs> like, seriously, kids playing soccer on the street. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I would. is that something you wouldn't see in, like, Southern California Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. There are no streets in Southern California. You can play it's on like the just, highways, I guess. Um, gated communities in Orange County. <laughs> There's no street for the kids to play. Yeah, so we always like to, uh, I think, I feel like we've done this, so we definitely want to do this again, which is uh, explaining maybe a situation um, like... Got it. Micro, <laughs> uh, micro macro aggression that like kind of sticks with you <laughs> that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which one? Let me see. 
Uh, <laughs> okay, so this one, this was the one that I was like, what, what, what is going on? We were at a bar. Uh, it was me, Parham, and uh, my Russian friend, who's also an immigrant, has a completely different experience of being an immigrant. Um, but um, we were at a bar. And Parm was talking to some guy, and the three of us, uh, it was me, her, and her boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And the three of us were, you know, just like chatting, hanging out, and this guy comes up, because, you know, it's Portland, people talk to each other at bars. Um, this guy came up and started talking to us, and like, I was, you know, it was the three of us, and Parm was standing next to me, talking to this other dude, and um, Parm looked over and said hi to that guy, and the guy was like, asking me and Parm if we're brother and sisters. And we were like, um, yeah, no, we're married. And he's like, oh, oh, okay, you kind of look alike. And we're like, of course we do. So <laughs> that, like, at that point, we're like, oh, God, idiot, whatever. And, you know, I'm really slow in identifying racism. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you about this before. It's just like, it doesn't immediately hit me because mm-hmm. um, I'm not used to, like, interactions like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, you're just, you're just an asshole, dude. Why, why would you say that? Like, obviously, we don't look alike. <laughs> we just yeah. have, like, dark skin, both of us. That's it. Like. Yeah. And um, that same person, oh, my God, this didn't end. So that guy, that has been the, my worst um, experience with um, racist aggression towards me. Yeah. Um, that same guy. We, so, we, like, you know, we finished our beer, and we went outside to smoke a cigarette, and I was smoking camels at the time. And the guy comes out and sees me holding a box of camel in my hand. And he accused me of stealing his cigarettes. He was like, you stole my cigarettes. I'm like, excuse me? Uh, no, I, what, I, no, what are you talking about? And he just would not stop. Mm-hmm. He gave me like, no, you stole my cigarettes. And he ended up calling me a brown garbage. And go what back where you came fuck? from. And all those things. And so, yeah. Oh, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you can call me anything, but don't fucking accuse me of stealing your cigarettes. Like, that's just like, <laughs> that, oh, uh, oh. I'm so sorry. That was, yeah, that was bad. That was yeah. bad. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. I thought you had a really interesting way of framing, though, the way that you um, kind of, like, deal with the micro and macroaggressions. Earlier you were talking about, um, as an immigrant coming in, mm-hmm. you felt like you already had a sense of like something's gonna happen. This is just going to be yeah. something I need to deal with. Like just accepting that yeah. you know we always in Iran they always say like people in the West are cold, mm. and that's like they just come here with that understanding, mm. no explanation of what it is. Just people are cold, uh-huh. and it's like okay, yeah. cold can be a lot of things. People could just it's just have sad lives, I guess. I don't know. Like, that's, that's kind of how... <laughs> so I, that when was my understanding coming uh, here. When your family was getting ready to move, that's something, like, you were hearing from other yeah. people? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, people are just, like, you're not going to have a good time making friends with non-Iranians, mm-hmm. which, not the case, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm doing just fine yeah. with my non-Iranian <laughs> friends. Yeah. <laughs> They're my yeah, family. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting to, like, think about that, too, how... Um, people like you know making the, these assumptions and generalizing an entire population based mm-hmm. on just like some specific experiences that people have had. Yeah. Um, because you know for a long time I never thought I could have any friends here. You mm-hmm. know, until I did. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, people are warm. 
that's that's just that's just there's some really bad people here yeah. and that's how i've always justified it mm. i don't really like unless somebody does something like call me brown garbage or accuse me of stealing their cigarettes or you know saying yeah. that we're brother pointing to me and palm like your brother and sisters other than that i like something obvious like that i'm like okay that's racist yeah but outside of that i'm like oh I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry you're so sad and you're picking <laughs> on me. That must suck. That's like that's just my general attitude, and I know it's not good. Oh, it's but not it's bad been serving either. me well. It's, it's yeah, I'm experience. more comfortable. No, I think everyone has different strategies of what they do to try to yeah. cope with that, and it seems like you've been able to thrive here and like. <laughs> Be really optimistic, and I I respect that. Yeah, so. it's actually it made like hanging out with you last night and hearing you know like hearing this like just your enthusiasm like made us feel great. Like that's why Andrew and I were like, ah, oh, this is like a great <laughs> Portland day. Like, because not only did we like have a space yesterday where we were talking about we're hanging out with like you know so like P- like just POCs, which is a very kind of rare thing. Yeah, it is. It was it the first time we had and, uh, all POC that I yeah. brought at our house. <laughs> and, like, it, not that that was the purpose of it, but because yeah. of what we were doing, it just ended up that way. Like um, like, oh, but, yeah, and there were still so many other things happening, and, and then just talking to you, I was like, yeah, this this feels right. Like, this mm-hmm. is our, our Portland day, Like, but we're okay. Like, yeah, we had so many positive things about it. So I think that definitely came just from talking to you because you're – very positive about it which is great it's it's kind of it like makes us get in check of being like oh stop being like you know sort yeah of like let down your defenses for a second and yeah. just enjoy like what's happening so i was yeah. really grateful for that last it night. might also be the like cultural um you know cynical punk yeah definitely yeah, man yeah that, that could <laughs> maybe uh, i also have to add like your like fire spinning <laughs> skills were so good especially Aww. finding out like that maybe by that point you had had a little bit too much to drink but I wouldn't have I couldn't tell I was no I was because, bad. oh because that was fine that was so good <laughs> yeah Andrew and I were like so we were talking about it in the car and we're like that's incredible. Like, we can't, I can't believe <laughs> that. I love spinning for people who haven't seen a lot of really good points. Because okay. I'm not that good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, great. Did you start you when you moved to Portland? Or when yeah. did you start dating? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but okay. yes. I kind of found that community and like, yeah. you know. Embrace it. Monday right? Funday. Uh, rest in peace, Monday Funday. Uh, <laughs> sad. Hashtag cool. you. <laughs> we want to thank you again for giving us your time today and sharing uh, the details of your story. I hope they, uh, I'm sure there are other Persian, Iranian, or immigrant Americans who will identify it here. So I'm sure, you know. Get in touch with me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely (laughs) reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Email us. Contact uh, the podcast. Contact us. We'll get you in contact with Tina. That's, yes. Yeah, we're great community. Uh, you can eat some gourmet sabzi together. It'd be great. Ooh. <laughs>
They'll know. They'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you want to get in touch or want to be on the podcast too, we're at um, diffthias at gmail. So that's D-I-F-F dot T-A-L-L-E-S at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook as Different Dias, on Twitter as Diff Dias, and on Instagram at Different Dias. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Jim Coleman for producing today. And just to keep on your calendars, coming up September 5th, there's a Defend DACA rally. And if you go to millennial.org, their Facebook page has the event up. And it's going to be in Terry Shrunk Plaza. All right. See you on the borderline, Nelly. Nos vemos en la frontera, Amy.